you got to get the illumination of who Jesus is. Jesus just ain't some kind of God. He is the God. He is the one and only true and living God. He is the one that created heaven and earth. He is the one that when you go out there tonight and you look up to the sky and you see Orion the Hunter, he put Orion the Hunter in the place by going, let it be. Let there be stars and lights in the firmament. Bam, Orion the Hunter. A little dipper. All the constellations. He didn't sit there and go, he just spoke it. He spoke all the things that we exist by the word of his mouth. Except for us, he created by his hands. He spent time with God. Formed us out of clay. Then he breathed his life of breath, breath of life in us. And we became a living being. It's time to rise up, church. It's time to rise up. It's time to make sacrifices for the kingdom. It's time to step up our game. No matter what your game level is now, it's time to step it up. If you're a five-minute-a-day prayer, Mac, make it up to 15. Start going six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. If you're praying for an hour a day, add an hour at the end of the night. Or however you got it broken down. But it's time to step up our game as believers. If you don't know Christ, now's the time. Get to know Christ. Amen? Because And don't worry. Because remember the story about the, the boss who had laborers in the field? And laborers came at different hours of the day. One came at 8 in the morning. One came at 10 in the morning. One came at 12. One came at 2. And then one came at 5. And at the end of the day, they all received the same pay. So don't be worried if today, oh, today's your day to give your life to Christ and you've been living for 50 years. Don't worry about it. You're getting the same reward that we all are. You're getting eternal life. You're getting the kingdom of God living on the inside of you. And you get the power to rise up. Come on, give him praise. Well, it's good to be here today with you guys. It's good to see everybody here. Praise God. Um, this is the year to really start to take your relationship with Jesus serious. To step up your, your game. It's time to step up all of us to step up our game. If you think you're where you think you are now, step it up and watch where he takes you. Amen. But how many would understand that, you know, we're living in times where it's time for Christians to stand up? It's, it's not the time for Christians to be laying down anymore. It's time for Christians to stand up and, and represent Christ. Amen? Christians will represent everything with passion and with, with, with everything, but they won't, a lot of times we won't represent Christ with the same passion that we represent other things. And I believe it's time for that to change. Amen? And uh, sometimes it takes things like a pandemic for believers, for people to become believers, but for other believers to uh, actually get on board 
and look more towards Christ. Unfortunately, sometimes pandemics have the opposite effect on some, some believers because, well, how could they get all unfaithful because there's a pandemic? You know, we need to be believers that are going to rise up and we, to do the right thing. Wickedness is running rampant. Wickedness has running, been running rampant for years. I mean, for, since pretty much, I mean, look at, look at God had to, kill, had to put out Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, the wickedness is not a new thing. But wickedness has just turned to a new level of wickedness. And it's all around us, everywhere. It's very firmly rooted in this country. But God's, I believe God's about to expose it. And he's going to start cleaning it up. And a lot of people are going to be surprised how he does it. Amen. And I just want to, you know, and I'm not picking a fight with anybody. But I've been seeing people post that we should not be really too posting about politics and posting more about Jesus. Yes, we need to be posting more about Jesus always, of course. But what's going on in our nation politically has a lot to do with Jesus in the kingdom. See, because wickedness has been ruling for a long time. Wickedness is about to be exposed and righteousness is about to prevail. But as believers, we need to be believers who aren't afraid to speak the truth about what's going on as long as we're bringing it in relation to Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Now, if we're out there just saying this about the politics and not bringing Jesus into it, then shut your mouth. Oh, I'm going to get it. We're going to go down in followers today, but I don't care. Facebook probably going to start. I, hey, you know what? I love being in Facebook jail. Praise God. That means you said something right. Because you know they're trying to control what you see, what you hear. Facebook, Twitter, all the news media platforms, they want to, that's how, that's how they keep the herd going in one direction. But we got to be believers and get our own information and our own knowledge from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So that even if you don't see anything on TV about what he tells you, you know on the inside what's going on in the world and in your life. See, Jesus has to be your first primary reason for existence. If he's not, you're not living in the fullness of existence. Just going through the motions. Just playing the game. We need to be believers in this last day that we're living in. We need to be believers that are sold out for Jesus. And if you're worried about, you know, well, I'm too young for the end to come. Well, live your life every day to the fullest by loving Jesus and serving him and enjoy the best days that you can ever have in your life. Amen. And know that where you're going to end up. Praise God. And where, where, we ever, where we're going to end up has all of our desires in it anyway. So we're not going to miss a bit of this world. Amen. And I'm not saying he's coming today and I'm not saying he's coming tomorrow. But we need to get ready, amen? Turn me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 60. He's on the way. And I believe he's about to clean house, too. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and I'll tell you what, with the way he's going to clean house, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be surprised. Amen. I can't, I can't really get into the grounds that I think about what's going to happen, but when I do, you'll know that's what I'm talking. When it happens, you'll know that's what I was talking about. Isaiah chapter 60, the book of Isaiah 60, Sesenta, capitulo Sesenta, versicula uno ara tres, hallelujah. 
And if you want, I'll even pull out the Relena and read it in Spanish for you. Amen. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's a, you understand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Remember, this is the year of God's glory. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. I think that's today. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to the light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. The word of the Lord. You may be seated, unless you want it in Spanish. All right. Hold on. I wasn't prepared for that, but I will get it. Hold on. Usually Yahweh, no, Pastor, don't speak Spanish, Pastor. Especially Charles. He'd be like, he'd be like, Pastor. Oh, I don't, actually, I don't have it on this tablet. Oh, well. I would have. Hallelujah. Let me get back to my notes now. I could pick it in Spanish. I'm Spanglish. No. But it's time. For us to arise. That word arise means to stand up. Now, remember the story of the man with the withered hand? There was a man, Jesus was in the temple on the Sabbath. And there was a man with a withered hand. And he told the man to stand up before he told him to stretch out his hand. See, I believe there's a lot of us believers who are just sitting down on the job. Christians in name only. We're not acting and exercising our faith. We're not doing the works that we're supposed to be doing for the kingdom. We want the convenience of knowing Jesus and having used his name, but we don't want to make the commitment to be enveloped in the relationships that's required to have that name. You know, you go into a gang, if you want to get into the crypts, it's blood in and blood out. You gotta have, I think I heard my wife say something about having some skin in the game. You got to be committed. A lot of us just want the blessing without the commitment. We want to we be believers and be blessed and highly favored, but we still want to do what we want to do. Oh, it's okay. Jesus understand. No, he really don't. He puts up with it. He's not going to force himself on us. But at the end, don't be surprised. If he said, if you hear these words, get away from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I know you not. Because remember, it says in that scripture, on that day, some are going to say, but, that, but Lord, I prophesied in your name. Lord, I call you Lord, Lord. And he says, ah, oh, no, 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 no. Get behind me, you workers of iniquity, for I know you not. Because also there's another scripture, where, and it's not even my nose, I'm just flowing with it. It says, why you call me, why you call me Lord and do not what I tell you to do? It says, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you to do. Jesus tells us to go out into the world and speak them the gospel. How many of us tell anybody about Jesus? How many of us would be too afraid to hang a Christian flag on our front door because it might offend our neighbor? Man, put one on the top of the rooftop and play how great thou art all day long. 
the upbeat version, though. Might put your neighborhood to sleep with other one, but it's still a good song. See, it's time. It's time to stop taking Jesus for granted. That's why our country is in the mess that it's in. And it's time that believers would stop trying to follow a religion and just get into a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and let the Spirit of God fill you and baptize you with fire and a power. To be the one that will stand up in a room, illuminated with the Holy Ghost, when people are depressed and, hey, listen, I don't know how many have had this happen to you, but you go away on a vacation, you're watching your church from home, and next thing you know, they're cleaning all the booze out the house. That is the power of God. That was the spirit convicting that that was not a correct way to be living if you're going to follow me. You know? So don't be surprised. You start getting followed after God, and certain things start disappearing. Next thing you know, the trees might be leaving too. Y'all know what I mean by trees. I'm not talking about the kind growing out the ground. I'm talking about the kind you put in your mouth. <laughs> Amen. Y'all know, yeah, see, some of y'all know Buddha. <laughs> But it says to arrive, it means to stand up. That word shine means to be illuminated. We're supposed to shine. We're supposed to be the light in the wicked generation that we live in. We're not supposed to blend in. But we're, now, we're not supposed to be the ones, oh, y'all need to get saved. Smacking them. But by the light that we have. By the peace that we show, by the love that we show, by the commitment that we make and keep. You know, Ray, part of our conversation, I, it's funny, I, after Church Wednesday night, I was going to call Ray, and then when I got him on the phone, I, I looked at my phone, Ray had called me, and he had a question about, you know, what's, what's allowed? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say what it was, but he was like, what's allowed? Oh, he was want to know if ice cream was cheating. <laughs> so, so I said, well, and then, well, if you melt it and it liquidifies and you drink it, then no, but it's got to be liquid. And then we went on into talking and, and about how it's not just about fasting. It's about fasting and praying. And he's like, and, 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 and can I share with what the struggle was? The, the struggle was this. First off, he's 18, right? 18, but he's it's finishing up his last year in school. So he has to go to lunch. He can't just go to principal. Hey, man, I'm fasting. I can't go to lunch anymore. Pastor's going to be like, fasting? What's that? Both principals probably don't even know what, what that is or, or cares. No, you got to go to your cl class, right? So I told him, I said, well, what you can do? And he was kind of starting to do it. I said, that's when you can pray. You're supposed to be eating at that time. So you're sacrificing your commitment to eat. I mean, you're making a commitment to Jesus, and you're sacrificing, partaking in food. So that's when you can pray. He goes, well, I kind of do walk around. I said, or you can go sit at a table by yourself and get your word open, and you can read and pray. I guarantee you that the first time he does that or did that, it was uncomfortable. Well, people are looking at me or whatever. But after that, I guarantee you there's going to be people that come up to him and ask him, what are you doing? And, 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 and that light from what he's doing, there may be someone else that he may be able to share the word during lunch. Because he's sitting by himself reading the word. 
and not eating when everybody knows he was probably like ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, or whatever, eating, eating, and he's not. What's different? He's made a commitment to his God, and he's fasting. And he's, and, and, and he's not walking around telling everybody he's fasting. He's just doing it. You see, we're supposed to be with the light that God gives us shine. Jesus told him, you know, would you light a candle and put it under a basket? No. Just let your light shine before all men. We're supposed to be people that are different than everybody else. People need to look at you and go, wow, I want some of that Jesus you got. They shouldn't look at you and go, wow, if that's what Jesus is, then I don't want none. Amen? We need to be people that will rise up and stand for the right. Don't be afraid to speak the right righteousness. Because right now, the devil's got it so that you speak wickedness is more acceptable than speaking righteousness. And listen, for those of you who are going through this little trouble on Facebook, don't even respond to those who say you talk about God too much. Just leave them alone. Just say, amen, unfriend me. Because I'm going to talk about Jesus on my page. Amen? No, no, you know, Jesus, first off, first off, I remember my, my grandfather had this, this thing on the wall. It said, don't judge another man till you've walked a mile in his moccasins. It was an Indian, you know, mile in his moccasins. We, we don't wear moccasins. We wear shoes. But in other words, don't judge anybody till you've walked what they've walked. And if someone, whoever you are, if Jesus is what got you out of the hell that you're in, and you feel like telling everybody else about the hell that you're in, then who is anybody else to tell you to stop? Amen? Now, you can, you know, be loving and say, you know what, Jesus, this is what Jesus did for me, and if you don't want to receive it, then you don't have to. But I'm not stopping praising my God because it offends you. You know, it's, really, it's offended him because that wicked spirit on the inside of him is getting offended by the word of God. Amen? Don't, don't, don't ever sacrifice Jesus in your life to please other people. Don't do it. You'll regret it later. That also word shine means to be set on fire. You see, a lot of believers were just smoldering. You know, you ever, ever done a campfire or anybody ever had a, a, I know some of us men, you do a barbecue, right? You ain't cooked me no wings in a long time, bro. <laughs> but now, now you got to wait till April, whatever, whenever Easter is. But, you ever, you ever cook, and then you're like, it's a few hours later, and you want to cook a little more. You go out, and you start blowing on the coals, and now you got fire again. You ever go, to, go camping and made a fire at, in a pit with wood, and the fire smolders, but it's still burning. You put some more little fresh wood on it and some smaller items and, and, and twigs. And you get down there and you blow on that, those coals. And you blow and you blow. And next thing you know, whoof, you got a fire. When I was a kid, we had a fireplace. We actually had a thing that was called billows, I think, where you went like this. So you didn't have to get down there and kill your lungs to start fire. Because, you know, you go to bed with the fireplace burning. You wake up in the morning. People do it with wood stoves all the time. I believe we got a lot of smoldering Christians in this country and in this world. Maybe even in this church. You're smoldering. You've been coming, but you're kind of barely just burning. I, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to start fanning the flames in your heart and in your life so that you get set on fire, so that you can be part of the revival that's about to come in this country. We're going to see revival. We're going to see revival. We're going to see revival. See, God's a God of revival. 
there will be there will be judgment and there will be some darkness. Trust me when I say there's going to be some darkness, but there's going to be some light. It's going to come out of the darkness because believers are going to get their fans flamed, their flames fanned by the breath of God. They're going to get revived and they're going to rise up and start following Christ and doing his word. Amen. Some, some of us will need to, to, our households will get saved. See, it's not until we rise up, until we receive true illumination, will we be set on fire. You got to get the illumination of who Jesus is. Jesus just ain't some kind of God. He is the God. He is the one and only true and living God. He is the one that created heaven and earth. He is the one that when you go out there tonight and you look up to the sky and you see Orion the Hunter, he put Orion the Hunter in the place by going, let it be. Let there be stars and lights in the firmament. Bam, Orion the Hunter. A little dipper. All the constellations. He didn't sit there and go, he just spoke it. He spoke all the things that we exist by the word of his mouth. Except for us, he created by his hands. He spent time with God. Formed us out of clay. And he breathed his life of breath, breath of life in us. And we became a living being. It's time to rise up, church. It's time to rise up. It's time to make sacrifices the kingdom it's time to step up our game no matter what your game level is now it's time to step it up if you're a five minute a day prayer Mac make it up to 15 start going six seven eight nine ten whatever if you're praying for an hour a day add an hour at the end of the night or however you got it broken down but it's time to step up our game as believers if you don't know Christ, now's the time. Get to know Christ. Amen? Because, and don't worry. Because remember the story about the, the boss who had laborers in the field? And laborers came at different hours of the day. One came at 8 in the morning. One came at 10 in the morning. One came at 12. One came at 2. And then one came at 5. And at the end of the day, they all received the same pay. So don't be worried if today, oh, today's your day to give your life to Christ and you've been living for 50 years. Don't worry about it. You're getting the same reward that we all are. You're getting eternal life. You're getting the kingdom of God living on the inside of you. And you get the power to rise up. Come on, give him praise. See, I believe that we're going to see a revival like the day of Pentecost. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. See, we all got to get on the same mindset of who Jesus is. We all got to get on the same mindset of what Jesus does. We got to get on the mind, same mindset of who Jesus is on the inside of us and how he operates in our life and in our church. Once we get there, hallelujah, forget about it. Like my wife brought reference to Emma getting her sight back. I wasn't the only one that had the faith for that miracle. I was surrounded. Did you, and when you listen to the, the, the video, do you hear the atmosphere? I had one person say they felt like heaven was in the church or we were in heaven. 
That's the atmosphere I talk about of expectancy. We were expecting Emma to see. And we weren't leaving until she did. Amen. Praise God. That's we need to be believers to get on one of mind and one, one accord and in one place. We need, that's why Hebrews says, don't forsake the assembling of your brethren. You, you know, sometimes in your life when you're going through struggles, you know the people that are going to get you through are other believers. Those other believers that will get together and cry with you and weep with you and pray with you and rejoice with you. Those believers that will just start, you know, go out there and, and, and have fellowship together. That's important because then when times are tough, you have someone to go to you can talk to that you're not just seeing in church. I believe it's going to be a day where churches are going to start spending more time together. And I'll tell you, if, if I want to have, I miss our little family dinners that we have here, amen. COVID or not, I want to have a family dinner, praise God. I guess we'll start it with the Super Bowl party. And then after that, we'll have a dinner, praise God, amen. <laughs> praise God. Amen. Put that down. Family dinner? Hey, I'll make a deal with you. I'll, I'll make a deal. If Ray comes and cooks, <laughs> put him on the spot. We'll have a family. There we go. It's on. Now we just got to put the date. Y'all saw it. He, you all saw that. He can't get out of it now. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I should have him come cook wings for the Super Bowl party. Mm -mm -mm. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. When the presence of God comes in your life, it's not going to leave any area out. It's going to fill your entire life. It'll also, as it's coming, will make you aware of some things that got to go to make room for his presence. The way we think a lot of times hinders the presence of God coming in our life. Out of your mouth may come good thoughts, but in your mind are wicked thoughts. Spirit of God's not going to fill that life. We need to be totally focused on the king. Even when that person is bashing you, be like, man, I know Jesus loves them, so I'm going to love them too. No matter how harsh they are to you. If they're so harsh that it's bothering you, walk away. Walk away and love them from a distance. Show them love by not saying anything back. Show them love by just turning around, and be kind, and say, you know what? Have a nice day. God bless you. Have a nice day. Don't you tell me God bless you. God bless you. Have a nice day. They're just trying to pick a fight with you at that point. Says all the house was filled where they were sitting. There appeared to them cloven tongues as of like fire, and it sat upon each and every one. I believe there's going to be believers that are in this house and that are watching online. By the way, we were watched in Japan last week. Praise God. <laughs> Japan, Bermuda, Canada. Praise God. That's awesome. We got to figure out. Hopefully, they can get it gets translated or something. I have no idea. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. But that, they had to be up pretty early or pretty late to be watching. But there's going to be fire going to come upon you. It's going to consume you. And it's going to cleanse you. And it's going to give you power. It's going to give you strength. Because the last days, the days that we're living in now, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not going to make it. 
You're not going to go through the, there's going to be persecution of Christians. You watch it happen. True believers in Christ are going to be persecuted. They're already, it's already trying to start. You watch. The believers are going to have to rise up. Non-denominational, spirit-filled believers are going to be the most persecuted. But that's okay. I'd rather be persecuted for loving and following Christ than not to be persecuted and end up in a fire-filled hell with raping and gnashing of teeth. I'd much rather be persecuted for trying to get people in heaven than to sit back and watch people go to hell and do nothing about it. Amen? And I'm watching the Facebook viewers go down, praise God. But that's okay. Uh, who cares? It's not about friends and followers and likes and, and thumbs up and hearts and little emojis. It's not all about that. It's about getting a heart emoji from the King of Kings. To be able to one day hear them words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Don't let the way people come lashing out at you get at you. Worry about what God thinks about you. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You're going to see a lot more people filled with the Spirit of God. But let's move forward all the way down to verse 46 of the book, second books of second book of Acts, chapter 46. And this is where Christians drop it. Christians will come, come to this church. We have a lot of revival moments in this church. We have a lot of spirit-filled moments in this church. I don't know, I don't know so many other churches in the area that can say they had the eyes of the blind opened in their church. Huh? I mean, huh? That's why other churches are playing that video at their services. You don't even know that. Every day, every time the father comes, he goes, you know, this, this other pastor saw that video, and they're playing it at their church. But people will come, experience revival and the power and the fire of God that's in this place. And then we won't see him for months. This is what we should be doing. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. Did they eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. See, I believe the problem with Christianity right now, it's a Sunday, Wednesday Christianity. We come to church on Sunday, and my God, we better be out by 12 because I got plans. Holy Ghost, don't move. Because you know the game comes on at 1 o'clock. Holy Ghost, don't move because I got plans. Listen, let God do what he wants to do during the day. Let God do what he and then we need to be Christians that are communicating with each other throughout the whole rest of the week. Not just when we see each other in church. We should be family. We should be bonding. We should be breaking bread together. That means fellowshipping and eating and having times together. But we don't do that. Christians don't do that. They, they, they see each other on Sunday, they see each other on Wednesday, and they say, okay, see you in church. But there's no relationship. So because there's no relationship, when that devil comes really beating on your house, you got no one to run to because you don't have time to fellowship with anybody. You don't know who to trust. We need to be believers that every time the doors are open, we're in the church. Every opportunity we got to hang out with another believer, we need to be hanging out with him and talking. And chilling and having a good time. 
Pantry time, that's a good time. It's, it's work, but it's a good time. Amen? And when you see the, the faces, even the grumpy ones, they like being here. It's not just for the food. There's an atmosphere of unity on pantry day. There's an atmosphere of working together in one accord to take care of the need that's wrapped around the building in a line or parked in their cars. And we're nice to everybody. There's been a few moments where people pushed us past the limit, but we're still nice as we can. Amen? I still remember that one lady. She came up to me, and it was a, a roll, red velvet roll cake, and the icing had smeared off the cake, and she wanted to exchange it and return it. And I said, if you can give me a receipt. She didn't think that was too funny. I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> there's no receipts from the pantry, right? <laughs> it's like there's no returns and exchanges at the pantry. <laughs> she didn't think it was funny. I was trying to be funny. I said, yeah, let me see your receipt. She's like, I don't have a receipt. It's a pantry. My <laughs> <By> point exactly. <laughs> it's time to rise up. I'm going to close with this one. Well, no, this one quickly, and then I'm going to go to my closing scripture. But the Bible, Matthew 6, says, To seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you're worried about stuff getting added unto your life, well, make Christ first. All the worries and concerns you have in your life, if Christ isn't first, there's still going to be worries and concerns. But when you make Christ first, the things that you're supposed to have, he will add them into your life. If you, if you need a bigger place to live, make Christ first. He'll give you a bigger place to live. If you need more money in your household, make Christ first, and he'll give you more money in your household. If you need a new job or promotion, make Christ first, and Christ will give you that promotion. He will move people out of the way to put you in the spot. Come on. Give him praise. Make Christ first, and he'll give you the strength to work in a fast food restaurant and go to be a medical assistant in training and then he'll move you out of there and put you in a practice that is so busy they don't have they are busy I know I go to that place every Tuesday and market to them they are busy she does not have to worry about income or a paycheck because there is work for her how did that happen? Because she's been putting Christ first in her life. Christ heard her prayers of how sick and tired she was working where she was. And how she needed more money. And she needed only a daytime job. And she needed hours, these hours, and all these things so she could do right by the family. And then she got the inspiration to go train as a medical assistant. And even during that, she worked. She worked for training. And she was in church. And I remember she came to me, she said, and she was sad. She was like, Pastor, um, I'm not going to be able to be here on Wednesdays for a little while because I have to go to my medical assistance training. And I said, repent, repent. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's okay. And she's back and doesn't miss a beat. And, Lord, and even in the middle of all the craziness, she still gets boxes from our pantry on Saturday. That's putting Christ first and seeing a blessing. Driving a new car, not have to worry about 
if it could to break down, she just got to worry about if she going to hit anything with it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like me, man. But Christ must be first in all the areas of everything that we do. He's got to be first. He can't just be your king on Sunday. And then let the enemy be your king on Monday and Tuesday. And then you show back up for your other BFF on Wednesday. And then you're back with the wicked one on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, Jesus, you know what, Jesus, I know, you know, but I really want They open up this new club in Ebor. And I know you won't go, Lord. So, you know what, you just stay home here and wait for me. But protect me while I'm out. Yeah, so, yeah. Jesus be social distancing from all the clubs, praise God. Amen. And then remember we talked about the blessed are they that are hungry and thirst. But look at this. Acts 3.19. And this is about this is this is a current right now scripture. This needs to be this nation, this world needs this scripture. It says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. See, when that glory comes, there's going to be two ways it's going to be received. Glory is his awe and his magnificence and his, who he is. And when that glory shows up, don't be caught in any kind of thing that's not of God. You will, you will find yourself right in judgment. Repent. Repent does not just mean, I need to clear this. A lot of times people think repentance is, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for doing that. And then next opportunity you got, right back at it. Repentance is to make a decision on the inside of you that first of all, what you're doing is wrong and not a pleasing to the Lord in his sight, but I'm going to make a willful, desired decision never to do it again. And you make a 180 turn degree away from it and you walk in the opposite direction of what it is you were doing. That's why if you're trying to quit drinking, if you say, if you feel that you're convicted that drinking is wrong, don't go hang out at the bar just to chill with your friends. Because next thing you're going to be hanging out with the brothers black and red named Johnny Walker. You'll be drinking. You'll be back doing this. You got to go the opposite way of what it is you're trying to stay away from. That's why he told Lot not to look back when they left Sodom and Gomorrah. There's going to be some things. If you want to rise up, you're going to have to leave them behind. But God says don't look back because I got better things for you in the direction that I'm taking you to. <laughs> Repent means to think differently. That's what it means. You got to think differently. You got to be like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I don't like that anymore. I don't like the way that I don't that that's wrong. I'm not doing it anymore. And then you got to follow up those that thought with action. You notice David did a lot of bad things. But when he repented, he never did them again. He only committed adultery once. Then he recognized it was wrong. And he repented. That being converted means to revert. That time of refreshing means a recovery of breath. Right now, I believe this country is out of breath. The breath of God is, is, is not flowing freely like it should be in this country. But I believe that believers like you and I will be able to be instruments and tools to help people 
bring people to revival, to bring the revival of God in. Now, we don't bring revival because it's his revival. But if we're willing vessels and we're in one accord and in one sound mind and in one place and we're seeking that revival, revival will come here first and we'll be an instrument that will be used to spread revival throughout this country and throughout this nation. Hallelujah. So rise up for revival. Let's rise up for revival. How many want to see revival? And I'm not just talking revival meetings. I'm talking about, I'd love to have, you know what, I would, I pray, Lord, that revival would break out here and we would be open seven days a week with service and healings and miracles and deliverance and your glory. And please, if Lord, I would, I would, man, I would be ecstatic about that if that happens. Seven days a week, for however long you want to let it go. Doors be open every evening. Revival services. People driving from all over to come. And we have to have a, a, a TV outside because we can't fit everybody in here. You know, that has happened. I mean, uh, Dr. Brown's been going for 200-something days. There was a revival, if you ever read The God Chasers, by Tommy Tinney. It was an unplanned revival. And people started just coming, feeling, I felt, I, I just feel like I had to go to this church. And they would just go. And that revival went for weeks, morning, evening, and night services. Constantly had one service that went overnight. And there was people getting baptized all in their clothes. And people, all, it was just amazing. And it was not an announced, you know, that's why when I see signs that saying revival meeting tonight, I don't, how are you planning that? Unless God told you I'm bringing revival tonight. Most places I know revival is only birthed through prayer and obedience and seeking his face and revival just shows up. And when revival shows up, you'd be ready to move forward. Amen. How many want revival in your life? How many feel like your life is out of breath right now? How many feel like you're gasping for air in your own personal life? Tell you. God can bring revival. Amen. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life. One city. One nation. At a time.